in the management of time, it's rather important to be able to make the distinction between time and timing. Uh, time as a period between point A and point B, and timing as a moment in time that has its own value and importance. And we'll see this idea play, play, play out in today's uh, DAF, Yudbet Hamudbet in Tainis. We start with the Gemara of Omarav Yehuda Omarav. Let's just pause there a moment and get our perspective correctly again about Rav Yehuda and, and Rav. You'll remember that there are two great schools, the two great yeshivot of, um, of Bavel, of Babylon, were Sura and Pumpadita. Sura was established by Rav. Rav was that first generation of Amoraim, um, and, and almost not, not even Amoraim, in a sense, Rav and his friend Shmuel, uh, bridged the period from the Tanaim to the Amoraim, and we've spoken often about how important those bridging people are, the people who have one foot in the earlier generation and, and one foot in the later generation, and they span these two eras. They're able to understand fully the generation that's ha that has been, and they're also able to to understand and to teach the generation that is coming. And we have these personalities in, in all the big um, moments that separate one era from another, the Tanaim and the Amoraim, the Amoraim and the Rishonim, uh, and so on. And Rav and Shmuel were such people. Rav was the founder of Surah, and um, uh, and Rav Yehuda, his student, was the founder of Pumpedita, those two big schools. So Rav Yehuda, Rav learned from Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, who was the last generation of Tanaim. He articulated, edited the Mishnah. So Rav is his student, and Rav Yehuda is only one generation away from that. Rav Yehuda is the student of, of Rav. And Rav Yehuda says in the name of his teacher, Rav, uh, He uses a, a strange term, a term that we use with money. He uses here in relationship to time. A person can borrow a fast day and pay it back. Meaning, you can decide that you're going to fast. We're not talking now about public fixed fasts in the calendar. Once again, we're talking about an individual who takes upon himself a fast. So he might decide, I'm going to fast uh, tomorrow. And later on tonight, he decides it doesn't really work for him. It doesn't suit him to fast tomorrow. He can borrow that day and pay it back another time. And and the word lover uforea is used to borrow and to, and to pay back, which is is like like money, and this discussion in the uh, Rishonim as to whether this only applies if he um, says generally, I'm going to fast for one day, and he doesn't specify the day, or even if he does specify a day, and we'll see that in the run in, in just a moment. The Gemara goes on to discuss this concept, this idea, um, and tells the story of Rabbi Yosh Yoshua Breid Rav Idi, Ikla lebei Rav Asi. Rav Yeshua Breder Rav Idi came to the home of Rav Asi. Avdule igla tilta, and they prepared for him a delicious uh, veal dish. Omrule little marmidi, and they said, please help yourself and enjoy the meal. Omalahu betaanita yativna. He said, I'm very sorry, I can't partake of the, the meal. I'm actually fasting. Omrule veloizif marvelifro. So borrow the the day, borrow the fast day. In other words, break your fast. Velifra and pay it back later on. Do you not agree with the statement that Rav Yehuda taught in the name of his teacher Rav? That one may borrow one's fast day and pay it back. 
He said, now this is an unusual fast, this is a Ta'anit Chalom, and here we'll be introduced to this idea of a Ta'anit Chalom, which is if one has a disturbing dream, one can fast the next day, and that can undo the effect of the dream. And as we'll see a little further in the Ritvo, that's not some magical formula, there's a reason for that. Again, this is said in the name of the great Rav, a fast day is as effective for a bad dream as fire is for flax. In other words, it consumes it, it destroys it completely. Rav Chista said, provided it's on that day. So we see from here that you, in the case of a ta'anit chalom, a fast day that's made for the purpose of neutralizing a bad dream, that you can't borrow and pay back because that has a specific day. There's meaning in the time. It's not just any old day that you fast. You've got to fast on that day, the day after the dream. And therefore, says um, Rabbi Yeshua Breder of Idi to the household of Ravasi, I'm sorry, I cannot partake of the meal because I'm in the middle of a Ta'anit Chalom and no, I cannot borrow it and pay it back because a Ta'anit Chalom, a dream fast day, only works on that day. And that's why Rav Yosef said, And therefore, if you have the bad dream on Friday night, then you fast on Shabbat itself. It's the only time that you can take a private fast on Shabbat. The only fast days that we have on Shabbat is, is Yom Kippur. Um, even Tisha B'Av we don't do on Shabbat. But if one has a bad dream on Friday night and it's a disturbing one, one, one may fast on the Shabbat. And then what do you do now? You've missed your Shabbos. Uh, you messed your Shabbos up by the fast. Late of Ta'anita Ta'anita, you have to do another fast day to atone for the fact that you fasted on Shabbos. And we spoke about this yesterday, how there is an occasion, and this is such an example, of where you have to do something which isn't right, and yet you have to do it. It's not right to fast on Shabbos, but since Ta'anit Chalom can only be on the day of the, of the bad dream, what can you do? That is the day that you have to fast. But you've got to correct the action, even though it was the right thing to do, uh, since it wasn't entirely the right thing to do, you've actually got to correct it. Uh, the run on the, in his commentary on the roof goes into the whole question of, of this borrowing the time and paying the time back. And, and says um, that some people say some say that this only applies if you've said I'm going to fast in three days over the next six months and you don't actually say what days it is then if you start fasting on a particular day you can break the fast and pay it back because you didn't really undertake specific days but if you did undertake spe- specific days then you can't borrow and pay back and other authorities said even if you say, I'm going to fast on Wednesday, the coming Wednesday, um, you can borrow that fast and pay it back. And the case that this is compared to is a person undertakes to give tzedakah, where we establish in the Gemara Erchin, even if I take out a $100 note and I say, this $100 I'm giving to tzedakah, you don't have to give that particular note. As long as it hasn't been handed over to the collector of tzedakah, 
you can spend that hundred dollars and pay another hundred dollars. And that's the view of the Ravid and the Rashbo. So that means that it's just as in, in determining that I'm going to give a hundred dollars to charity, it doesn't mean a specific hundred dollars, it means the value of a hundred dollars. So it is with the, with the fast day. If you talk about a day, I'm going to fast for a day, or even I'm going to fast next Wednesday, it's not that you're giving next Wednesday as the fast day, it's you're giving a day's worth of time. So that time can be seen as, a, as value. Uh, we talk about time being money or, or money being time, that there is a correlation between time and money, and we understand that in, in business and in day-to-day -day life, we understand that correlation. Uh, in, in the secular world, we talk about uh, time is money, that there is a cost to time. Uh, in the Torah world, we talk about the fact that money is time, meaning spending your time on money is taking time. Time is the absolute currency. That's what is most precious. That is what is most valuable. That is what is most rare. But either way, there's this, this kind of correlation. The sense being that time is a value. A day has a certain value. A week has a certain value. To give a day away, uh, that's a, an amount of time that you're giving away, and that's how one sees it. It's not that particular, that particular moment. And so it's important when we look at time and we prioritize time that we think to ourselves, I only have a certain amount of time. By giving this time away, whether it's to um, attend to something for my family or it's to take some time off, or it's to read a book, or to read the newspaper, or to watch a sports game, I've actually got to realize that I'm investing a scarce resource in this particular activity, and therefore taking it away from any other potential use. That doesn't mean we shouldn't use our time for all sorts of different things, including rest and leisure and relaxation when we need it. But there needs to be a consciousness and awareness that what I'm doing is just as if I were taking $100 and I were putting that $100 into buying a particular item, I realize I'm using this money for A and therefore not for B. So when I put a certain amount of time, I'm investing that value of time, whether it's into a fast day or it's into whatever it is, just to be aware of the fact that this is a value I'm investing a certain amount of time because the way we're treating time is very similar to the way we treat money. Um, on the issue of the Tanit Chalom, the Tanit Chalom is different because there there is urgency, there is a matter of timing, not time. And that's as I've said in the, in the title of the Shia, the difference between time, which is a value, 24 hours, 30 days, um, it's, a, it's a bundle of time, it's an asset that one can invest in various different things. But there's such a thing as timing, where this is the moment. This is the time, and if you don't do this right now, it's not about it doesn't matter, I can do it later, I can do it some other time, I can procrastinate. There are certain things where we lose the value completely by delaying and by procrastinating. One such example is a tiny chalom. If one's had a bad dream, then the opportunity to have the fast is that day, and if that day passes, then the opportunity is passed. So sometimes time or timing is an opportunity, a one-off opportunity. And sometimes it's just a value we can invest tomorrow or the next day or the day after. And, and we don't have to get all hung up about which day it is that we actually invest. And it's important to understand these differences in the way we allocate time. And the Ritvor says in that last piece that I've brought in the in, in the sources. Uh, even though often we talk about the fact that dreams can be a lot of nonsense, we don't have to take them seriously. But still, if there's something in a dream about oneself, 
that causes one to be disturbed. If you see yourself being unavoidably disturbed and shaken up by the dream, you've got to take that seriously. This is communication from Hashem. This is Hashem saying to you, watch out, there's something you're not doing right, and you should examine yourself and reflect and do tshuva. That's what these feelings mean. When you get these feelings, and we've talked about this before, that that's one of the ways that Hashem communicates with us. When we get these feelings that are almost unavoidable, they just come over us, but they're there. We recognize them. If we're in touch with ourselves, if we're self-aware, we're conscious of the fact, I'm feeling very disturbed today. Why? Because I had this disturbing dream last night. I can't just wipe that off and put it aside. That is a communication from Hashem. And and that's why the time to fast, and it doesn't just mean fasting, the purpose of a fast is to do tshuva, it's to reflect, it's to consider oneself. And the time for that is before when cools off. Kodem to take on this fast before your mind cools off and the fear that you experienced has dissipated. We want you to be afraid on that day, to be concerned, to be worried, so that your fast day will be meaningful and you'll do proper tshuva. That's the urgency of the fast day. Because if you allow the time to pass, you'll never do tshuva the same way. And you're also showing a certain laziness about it. You're demonstrating that it doesn't worry you that much, that it's not so urgent. And so here again we see these, these ideas. The idea of time, which is a a value, a certain amount of time, and I can choose whichever piece of time I want. I can do it on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I can decide when I want to dedicate an hour of time to this particular task or to this particular project. And then there are the urgent moments where it's not a matter of doing it today, tomorrow, or the next day. It's a matter of doing it at the right time, in the moment, so that we get the maximum impact and effect of what it is that, that we're doing. Uh, and the same applies in all areas of life. It's not just in Torah, it's in, in our business lives, it's in our family lives, and in, in business particularly. There are moments that are just the right moment to take an opportunity, uh, to make a certain statement, to make a certain decision. And sometimes there are things that don't have to be done at a particular moment, and if you need to delay them for whatever reason, it's okay to do so. And we need to be able to differentiate and distinguish and say, uh, this is something that has urgency. It's a matter of timing, not just time. But something else might just be a matter of time. And if I don't do it today, I can do it tomorrow. And that's just fine as well. Uh, this is some of the ideas that we get on this uh, piece of Gemara on Daf Yudbet Amudbet.